Welcome to One Word Check-In, the weekly check-in for those who spend so much of their lives checked out. When we live our lives checked out, we run on autopilot and often miss the richness life has to offer. We can become disconnected from our relationships and ourselves. No matter how busy our lives are, it's important to periodically pause and check in with ourselves and with others so we can stay connected to the present moment. Because that's where God is, right here, right now. The One Word Check-In is a common group builder activity that allows participants to summarize feelings in one word. This activity requires us to check in with ourselves and names our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. Hi, I'm Pastor Christy, and I invite you to check in. Think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now or where you are in life. You can pause if you need to reflect on just the right word. Sometimes it's difficult to limit to one word, so hyphenated words and phrases are allowed. Let's check in. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection centered on one word that can be used in meditations and self-reflection throughout your week. The word is taken from scripture in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Get comfortable and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. This week's scripture is Revelation 21, 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water. Of life. The beginning of the book of Revelation tells us the purpose, audience, and author of this apocalyptic literature. The Apostle John identifies himself as he is exiled on the island of Patmos for proclaiming the gospel when Roman authorities continued to move against the church. John had a vision, a revelation, 
from the resurrected Christ for the seven churches in Asia Minor. This prophecy intended to bring hope and a warning to churches who experience spiritual decline as some Christians continued to be persecuted while others were becoming complacent. This passage sounds perfectly normal and promising compared to the previous 20 chapters of violence, otherworldly creatures, and the spiritual battle behind the scenes. I mean, that is why this book fits within the genre of apocalyptic literature. Yet some interpret it as a prophecy of the apocalypse or end times. As always, we have to read this passage in the context of Revelation, but also within the context of the Bible as a whole. The book of Revelation functions as a bookend with the book of Genesis. God dwells in the garden in Genesis, and God dwells in the new heaven and earth in Revelation. The Hebrews' story doesn't simply end. This vision provides a promise that God will bring a new Jerusalem, similar to the ones that were destroyed, and all the pain and suffering will end. So what can 21st century Christians glean from the book of Revelation? In short, the same hope for those who suffer and the same warning for those who are complacent in their faith. The word that drew my attention this week is dwell. We must consider that the Hebrew people believed God's presence dwelled in the temple, which had been destroyed. Christians believe that God's presence dwelled in the person of Jesus, who was crucified, resurrected, and then ascended into heaven. Many also believe that sin separates us from God, so God can be distant. This vision of a new heaven and a new earth where God dwells with us would mean that there is no more sin or consequences of sin. All of our divisions will cease and we will all live together in a holy city. We will never have to deal with death or experience mourning, crying, and pain because those are connected to this world, which will pass away. When God dwells with us and lives among us, a new world is created where we never have to suffer again, where we will never have to thirst again because our thirst for a healthy and whole life will be quenched by the water of life. Why do we have to wait? Why do we have to sit in our suffering until the end of time or wait until we die in order to receive this new creation? Sin and suffering will always be connected to this world. But God dwells with us here, now, to help us 
persevere our suffering. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit would come to us as our advocate to help us, so we would never be orphaned or alone. We have the promise that Creator God is always making something new. With God, we are co-creators of a new world that is filled with love, unity, and holiness. God is always bringing this new Jerusalem to us, through us. God doesn't want us to wait. God wants to dwell in our hearts and in our lives now, so that we can experience this new creation now, where we are all part of God's family, where we all drink from the water of life, and where we all participate in bringing this new creation to a new earth. In this passage, I see God's presence in the home in which God lives with us. God dwells with us when we all come together as one. God dwells in the gift of water that satisfies our thirst for something more, something better. God's presence nourishes us throughout our lives as God is always making something new within us, personally, and within the church. Where do you see God's presence? Where do you think God dwells? I invite you to make a list this week. Every time you experience God's presence or see a place where God dwells, jot it down. It may be interesting to go back to the list next week to see where we often overlook where God already dwells with us and within us. God's presence is in the dwelling. This gives us hope to hang on through our suffering and wakes us from our complacency because God dwells with us. God is always creating something new. We may not always welcome the new, and it can be painful to see something or someone's life end. Yet God is with us throughout these transitions. God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and everything in between. May you feel God's presence with you this week. Thank you for listening to One Word Check-In. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. Grace and peace.